you. <laughs> I just I've been known to let a couple slip here and there. You can slip all you want. It's okay. okay. It's okay oh, no, on this, this podcast. Is a cursing, uh, you can, yeah, you can let it rip. We we can't we can't sometimes project how uh, negative we are about a movie unless we curse. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So we just fi- we just finished the panel with you. Okay. Um, which I, I don't know. If, uh, yeah. Like I, said I tried to, I tried to talk as least as possible so that the other two guys were talking. I realized, oh my god, I should have talked more. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got you for a while. We got we could talk all kinds. You know. We were we were surprised to get that panel. I don't know if you know, but like we we got that panel nine o'clock last night. Get out of here. Yeah. No. Luckily, well, we were already prepared for 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 you guys. Um, so plus we've already done it before. But, uh, yeah, we got a call at 9 o'clock last night and said, uh, uh, is there any chance you guys can, can do the, uh, you know, the moderation for the Star Wars panel? I'm like, uh, it's, it's 9 o'clock. It's tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> you know, so we're like, you know what? Forget it. We'll you do guys it. did well. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. You guys did all the work. Heavy lifting. It was fun. Oh, well, I think he, we asked four questions and you guys just, just went it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, well, you know, are we on now? Yeah, we're, we're on. We, oh, okay. we just we're conversational. Okay. Um, so, actually, you know what? We, we we did a little bit of background in there. We're gonna actually release that pod. We're gonna release that panel as a podcast. So we already got some of your background. There was in good there. info there. Yeah, there was really good stuff. Uh, in but there. we want to. Oh, yeah. we, we're gonna dive into some more stories. Okay. I've listened to one of the podcasts you were on the Placerville one. Right. And I was like, oh man. That was gotta, heavily edited because most of my stories they left out. They, that was very why? PC. I don't know. I was really surprised because I gave we, them some we, good like stuff. Like I said, we're not we PC. Don't do so that. Yeah. whatever they left out, let us know right now. Oh. <laughs> they, well, they, they, I think they tried to make it more uh, family oriented. It seemed like and it was, I was like cable access. Yeah, and I kind of went into the weeds, you know, yeah, in yeah. terms of how a lot of us old old school guys look at some of the new stuff and I think they just they steered away from controversy oh well then I, w- I want to know that let's start off with that right there I want to hear I about the parties at the Playboy Mansion and stuff like uh, that <laughs> I, I, I wish <laughs> well let, let's get into that right now you know tell me tell me what you think about the new stuff coming out right now like uh, you know well you know I personally I don't really care for it well, and, when, and I've when served... I say new stuff I mean Star Wars or you mean like everything I mean the, the newer Star Wars, you know, okay. and and I think part of it is a generational thing, you know. We, you know, I was one of the guys who worked on the trilogy, which consider a lot of us, well, the holy trilogy, the, 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 <laughs> yeah, the holy trilogy, you know, and a lot of us were there at the very beginning, you know. I, I mean, I was there talking to you know uh, Ralph McQuarrie, oh. uh, who used to work in the aerospace business. And he came up with a lot of the images for Darth Vader, the look of the movie. I was there when uh, Joe Johnston was creating the looks, you know, the Ewoks, look the look of, of Jedi. So I'm talking to, as they say, you know, the, the, the primary sources, the people that the were... godfathers. Yeah. And so I was in awe of Richard Edlund. Richard worked... Uh, well, here's a story. You know, Richard worked for basically nothing on the first Star Wars. I don't know if you guys n- know this, but he he essentially told George, you know, I'll work for practically nothing if I get, you know, 1% of, uh, the, of the receipts from Star Wars. Became an, became an instant millionaire. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. did you guys know that? We were yeah, talk- but those are great stories. Those you know? are great. Yeah. We were just talking about uh, uh, the Spielberg's Spielberg deal yeah. with them. Spielberg had a bet with Lucas. 
about who would who would who, whose movie that summer would make more Close money. Encounters Close Encounters or Encounters Star, Star Wars. Wars. And he's like, I'll take that bet. And they did two because Spielberg actually bet right. on Star Wars. Yeah, Lucas bet on Close Encounter. Get out of here, really? Yeah, that's a great story. So you know, he he won out, and Spielberg has two point five percent stake in Star Wars. So, so I mean, he are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just read that the other day, and I blew me away. Yeah, I, I knew <laughs> I knew he had. I knew there there was a bet. I yeah. didn't know it was Close Encounters. I thought it was Jaws, actually. Yeah, yeah. But it, it ended up being Close encounters. encounters. I mean, you're talking so millions they, for doing nothing. They bet on yeah. each other's. They bet on the other person's work. Yeah. Instead and of saying like, Luke my work Star better. Wars is going to be better than Close Encounters. Spirit was like, no, I think Star Wars is going to be better than what I'm doing. Yeah. And some, and some, and some of that is just uh, tapping into just the national consciousness. You know, nobody had ever seen. Uh, a movie like that. And, and when I say it's a generational thing, see, our generation, you know, I'm 60 now, okay? When I worked there, I was 25. I was, you know, I was one of the younger guys there. But we were weaned on, you know, uh, gun smoke, oh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, cowboys and Indians. I mean, you don't see that on TV anymore. No, and I, so I was much. weaned on movies, uh, TV series like Combat, okay? So... Do you remember that, there's that scene in Star Wars where Luke Skywalker grabs Princess Leia and they kind of swing across? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Tarzan and Jane. Tarzan, I grew yeah. up with Tarzan, you know? Right, right. So a lot of that you can't recreate in the new movies. A lot of that is, is such a cultural phenomenon that when you, when you look at characters like Han Solo, I mean, he's wearing, I don't know if you noticed, he's wearing Confederate stripes, right? Oh, right. You know, yeah, yeah, down yeah. the down yeah. the leg of the and yeah. all and and I, I, we grew up with that sort of stuff. So a lot, a lot of those social cues, those social mm. triggers, are meant for our generation. Mm. That's is somewhat lost in the generation now. So when I when I say I didn't particularly care for it, I think there, there's there is that probability possibility also that I'm not being triggered by the. By the social cues, I, I, you know, it's it, it's lost on me. The last movie was to me filmed too dark. A lot. Uh, the Force uh, Awakens. Yeah, okay. I was talking to Ben Burt, and I go, "So, what did you think of it?" I I, I mean, I, I talked to people who worked on the movie, you know, and I, and they go, well, "I think it was just shot way too dark." But then he's going, "But that's kind of in right now." Yeah. Shooting yeah. Uh, uh, movies a stop dark, stop darker with natural light. Okay, so. A lot of that, I just don't, right away, I, I'm uncomfortable with that feel and that look. And then the other thing was, I mean, I can, having worked on it, I can't visualize the Empire on a Hawaiian island. <laughs> Are you talking on uh, Rogue, Rogue One? One? Yeah. On Scarif? <laughs> I just didn't get that. It yeah. just, and I'm just like, it, it, to me... Visual, it felt like that uh, was way out of left field. Yeah. Like, that, that was the one thing I was, like, a little jarring to me, too. Yeah, and, and even the movie poster, I mean... The movie posters were uh, pretty much uh, created the career of Drew Struzan. You know, he created uh. that whole Star Wars look. And then when I saw the movie poster of the Death Star with the with the Hawaiian uh, with the, with the palm trees, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not getting it. You know, I'm not I'm not feeling it. So you're talking about somebody who worked on it, who knows a lot of the principles, yeah. and I'm just not getting the energy. But at least. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it from an old, from guy who was there, yeah. just not feeling. But then again, I don't think you could recreate that that era anymore. Well, when you when you watch a movie, like I, I know, I know for us, and we're in no ways consider ourselves really great podcasters. 
but sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but like, it, you know, you're you always judging good your good questions. Own, you ask good questions, and then you're, you're a good You're podcast. just judging your work, right? So we, the, for me, like, when I listen to somebody else's podcast, I'm like, oh, that's really bad, or that's great. I like what they're doing here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when you watch a movie, do you watch it as a matte painter, or do you watch, or do you just look at the movie as a movie? Oh, uh, that's a great question, because I think... After I left, about 10 years, I would still look at at a movie as a matte painter. It's like they got the lighting wrong here, or the matches aren't good, or they could have been better with that. Now, I go more for storyline. So uh. it's almost like I've, I've gone through, you know, uh, a class of being desensitized as a former employee. So I'm looking at the storyline more. Did I... Good example in... in um, uh, the previous remake, you know, where Han Solo's son has that weird energy with him. See, I just didn't get that because they didn't develop it. What did he take away his bicycle? Did did he, did he spank him? <laughs> why did he become <laughs> right? Why did he become evil? Yeah, why right. did he be? Uh, there, it wasn't developed, so it that one left me hanging. I'm uh, I know a lot of people like that movie, but to me there were just so many unanswered questions. And yeah. I'm still a fan of the movie, you know. Although there, I tend to be a little bit probably more critical than the average being, fan. Being part of the original trilogy, and I can't believe I get to actually ask someone like you who's actually worked on the original trilogy. So th- this was this has been my theory. I think your theory too mm-hmm. for the Force Awakens. I, I I when I first watched the Force Awakens, I loved it because it reminded me of the original trilogy, right. the OG. Like, you went back, hey, that's not all shot on a green screen or blue screen in your era. Right. Um, and they went back to practical effects. Essentially, though, a year almost removed from the... Oh, two years removed two from years, the Two years, yeah, almost, yeah. Looking back on that movie, I'm like, yeah, you know what, that's basically a new hope. But my theory is this, and you can agree or not agree, maybe you might not want to agree with me because you're still, you know, you're going to that 40th anniversary <laughs> thing, but... My theory did I is... Sound, did I hear a little bit of jealousy? But my theory is that The Force Awakens had to be made the way that it was made with yeah. the story that it was... that The story that I was told because of how polarizing and divisive the prequels were. Meaning, like, okay. they had to make The Force Awakens to kind of fix the issues. Bring and bring people back. Bring people back right. and say, remember the thing that you loved? Right. We understand yeah. that. Here's kind of what it was like, and we're going to push it in a new direction. Yeah. But here's a, here's, here's a big me jumping on my soapbox saying we are not the prequels. Right. Even though it basically was A New Hope, I feel like they had to make that movie. Now, if the new, if the new movie comes out and they're on Hoth and somebody gets shoved inside a like a like um, if a wampa cuts someone, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like if, if 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 Ray gets stuck inside some you know, person's guts and they're on Hoth, I'm gonna be mad because now you've you've brought me back. But do you think that do you do you have that same like thinking about well, that? Well, when I saw the movie, and I've like again, I have canvassed a lot of ex ILM employees and friends of mine from that era. It just seemed like we're gonna do a best of. Okay, we're gonna okay. take we're gonna take highlights. From you know the bar scene, we're gonna take some indoor scenes, some hot scenes. We're gonna give you a little bit of Han Solo, a little tap dance here and there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it it seemed like a giant infomercial to me. 
You know, my my kids were on my case because I said, no, I'm going to go alone. I don't want to go with you guys. <laughs> right. You know, my son David came home and said, Dad, I love the movie. I just love the movie. And I said, okay, uh, I'm going to go see it by myself. So what would you think? Oh, you're crazy. Well, well, that's just it. I think it's a generational thing because I just – and George was interviewed. You guys – Yeah, yeah. He was right, though. He He was was right. He was right. He wasn't a big fan of you. He's like, you guys went retro with this. Yeah, Yeah. or basically told the same story. Same story. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think everybody's probably heard his thoughts. He was asked – well, when he he sold uh, the, uh, the franchise, he gave them the treatments. Yep. For the for what he was going to do, and I've yeah. and, and I've been told they they told him it wasn't Star Warsy enough. They told Disney told George Lucas <laughs> that his treatments weren't Star Warsy enough. Okay, and, and the, I th- the guy that created it, yes, essentially. and is that, does that I, see stuff like that drives me crazy yeah. when I, when I hear that because what what's happened is now this Disney this giant corporation now is is going to create this manneristic you know vision of what they think star wars should look like for generations to come and i think in some ways that's good for the trilogy because that because people will go back there and go hey this this is where it really had some soul okay and uh i i i don't think you can recreate it because the generation that created it we're again we're, we're sending triggers of things that were familiar. So, in yeah. some way, Star Wars was um, uh, an, an accumulation of everything, kind of like uh, 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 what's his face, Flash Gordon. Yeah, you've seen right. a little right. bit serials. A lot of serials right? yeah. yeah, George like Dune, and they just don't have that kind yeah. of thing anymore. And George like Dune, so there's little, he's lifted uh, bits from from Dune in there, and he, and he admits that, and he's he's a fan of of uh, Joseph Campbell. Oh, the yeah. hero, the hero you know, of the a thousand uh, faces, you the, know, uh, the Japanese, the samurai movies. Uh, yeah, Kurosawa. Right. So, so the first three movie, movies is is kind of an entire blend of everything George had synthesized. He's a great syncretist synthesizer of of popular culture as well as reading you know books like Dune, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera, and with Joseph Campbell. Finding the hero, the hero, you know, something happens to him. It changes him. He has to. Tra- he can't just stay himself. He has to transform. He has to become a Jedi Knight, right? Right. And then he's on a quest. And 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 in that formula, you see that all the time. That's Rocky, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, Adrian. All of a sudden, you know, he has to change. <laughs> right. And he has. It's a great formula. And every generation has to find something that kind of fits into that formula that works for them. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked at a lot of the movies and everything that you were involved in. It was a pretty crazy time for you. Um, were you... So this is a nerds podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, were you, like, growing up, did you do a lot of doodling? I mean, were you oh, kind yeah. of a, like a comic book nerd oh, yeah. a little I, bit? Or, I was a big fan. Or influenced uh, by that? Oh, yeah. I was a big Hot Rod fan, Big Daddy Roth, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, Rat Fink. I mean, oh, I, I, used to, I used to love... Doing these um, models of of you know Wolfman, Godzilla, oh, wow. you know I I, I was low, 
I love that stuff. I was going to say, I love that shit. <laughs> but, I, but I did, you know. Yeah. I love the hot rod stuff. I loved, you know, and, and George and George did too, that whole thing of of, of uh, racing, you know. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Drag it's racing. evident in the pod, the pod racing. Yeah, yeah the, you know, with Cha-Cha Muldowney, you know, and, oh you know, Lord. the mongoose, all that kind of stuff. That was part of my culture. You know, and, and in fact, one of the guys who, who did uh, the a uh, documentary of that kind of drag racing eventually got hired at Lucasfilm just from making that movie. It's crazy. Uh, Richard Edlund designed the pig nose, which was kind of, you know, the, pig, the little pig nose amplifier. That might be a little bit before your time. Yeah, a little These bit. were all kind of cultural elements that kind of found their way subconsciously in, into the first three. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think they're go- going to last, because it's a cultural phenomenon. And you know, I think if the if 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 the new movies, they're going to be strong if they if they trigger a new a newer cultural instead of trying yeah. to be so retro. Right. Yeah, bring some of that back, but um, and 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 maybe um, what loses me. I was talking to Dennis Murin over at ILM a year ago. And he goes, you know, he goes, Frank, it's a totally different generation. They're designing these movies like gaming now, okay? Because mm. they know the attention span, the it's visual short. It, well, is very short. It's the it's you know yeah. the smartphone generation and, and, too. And your and your your average and my son's one of them. Your 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 average gamer seeing things blow up. It's moving fast. You're you're directing the action, so they're they're impatient if something's not moving. You know, moving fast. So. You're never gonna you're ne- you're never gonna see the pacing. Uh, if, if you look at the pacing of the original Star Wars, it's a lot of dialogue. It's pretty slow. Yeah. You fast forward to today, things are blowing up and people are getting dismembered pretty quickly. You know. I think uh, because the attention span is yeah. Is, they move from action scene to action scene, and sometimes yeah. the action makes no sense. But I, I feel yeah. like I feel like, and I'm kind of in the middle of that era. Like he he saw Star Wars in theaters. I never saw a single Star Wars in theaters until the prequel. How old are you? 44. You're 44, so you're yeah. still kind of young. I was four years old when I saw okay. it. So, okay. But, but, so I'm in that middle era, and I feel like some of the studio executives trend too much with trendy things. Well, that's that's the with, business, unfortunately. Because I because what what bothers me to no end sometimes when I hear like an executive say, like, nobody's going to sit in the theater for three and a half hours. Bullshit. If you give me a good movie yeah. for three and a half hours, I will sit. In, if you give me Braveheart... I'm going to sit in that theater for three and yeah. a half hours. If you give me Lord Batman and Superman, yeah. I, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you, you a three-hour Godfather, right? I yeah. would be there, right? So would I. I. I don't know why. It's just something about da 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 da. You know, but it, but because the movie it was it was riveting. good. It's ri- and, why? and why? Because you you somehow on a gut level those characters connect with you. Well, that's what and you and you want you want to see what happens to them. Under different circumstances, I would watch four hours of a Godfather well, movie if it was if it was done well. I'm serious. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's I think that's I think that's the key right there. Is our favorite movies now the the big blockbuster movies? Yeah. The movies that we actually enjoy the most are when the studios or the writers and the director understand the character and show you the character that you know that right. who that character is. Right. You could blow up fifty states for all I care. It wouldn't matter in like, because like Independence Day, the one that got released last year. Right. You're going to blow a planet? Great. I don't care about anybody on this planet. 
and I live on this planet. And I don't care if they get killed either. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Well, that was the was problem with the last movie. When, when, when the chick got killed, and a couple of, I, I didn't care. I'm sorry. I just didn't care. Oh, Rogue, you're I talking about Rogue One? Rogue yeah, the last one, uh, generous, Oh, the Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was hard to I care. I just didn't care. It was, did, there was it, a, it was hard to because there really wasn't enough time. Like, now they fill it in with comic books and books. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a book about Jyn Erso right. coming out. So you'll read right. that, and then it'll give you this more appreciation when you watch Rogue One. Right. But for us going to the theater, we're like, so? You know, we the don't have people, that background. The only, the only company that seems to get the character of actually forming characters is probably Marvel right now. Where Pixar, they took, like, 20 yeah. movies. They took 20 Pixar movies. Pixar, too, yeah. Oh, definitely Pixar. Yeah. Uh, Marvel takes like 20 movies to get to where they are now. So you've been through the grind with all these characters. And Are, are you yeah. a fan of the Marvel Studios movies? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a, a big fan of the Netflix Marvel stuff. Oh. Even, you know, yeah, if you yeah. talk to any, if you see some of these major actors like Dustin Hoffman, he, you know, he's an old-time actor, and he was saying the best stuff that's happening right now for actors and for keeping the media and film going is the series on Netflix and Amazon. Right. Yeah. You know, I you know I I love some I I love the Marvel uh, series uh, a couple that I've well, seen. On, probably, hopefully, uh, Daredevil. Huh? Not, Daredevil. Daredevil. I love Daredevil. Not Iron Fist, though. You know? Uh, Iron, did you see Iron Fist? I don't know. You I could probably stay away from it. Yeah, yeah it's but, not, it's but, not good. Yeah, but Daredevil, I thought was great. Yeah, it was really good. Da- yeah. Daredevil, and and I like a lot of the uh, things I'm seeing on Amazon. You know. Right, right. It's just uh, great programming. They're yeah. able to do more well, than what able, the regular what, networks yeah, can do. Yeah, I, I mean, good example is is Breaking Bad. I love Breaking Bad. Uh, hopefully, we got some yes, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, one of my favorite characters was Saul Goodman. You know, it's Saul Goodman. Better call Saul. They they made that because his character was so interesting. You wanted they knew we wanted to know how did he get to be the way he got to be. Right. Which is essentially what you're seeing in some of the older, uh, the later Star Wars. How did Darth Vader become so bad, right? Right, right. And that's the formula for, for Better Call Saul. So, you, so you're seeing that development in Netflix and Amazon, and it's, and it's a great thing for actors. Um, what, what are you actually binge watching right now? Do you, do you, are you so busy that you can't binge watch anymore, or is oh, there I, something? Oh no, I binge watch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love movies. I, like, I, I, really, I love more storyline. You know, uh, uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm hooked on on Better Call Saul. You know, okay. um, uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'll probably, uh, <laughs> There's so many. I mean, what about so many shows? You you had mentioned stories in the panel. You got like so many stories. Yeah. Well, now. I want to give you the opportunity to give me your favorite George Lucas story. Your, your personal, like, you know this. You mean happening. run-ins with George? Or yeah, yeah or your favorite, like, George Lucas that, like, it cracks you up or this is something you can't believe because it's, you know, it's George Lucas. Like, something, your something favorite Something that George probably Lucas won't story. piss him off. Something <laughs> piss him off? Well, I'll, I'll start with this one. You know, uh, like a lot of people in my generations, I was just amazed that I, that I got a call. Right. I mean, if, you, uh, if you, you're going to run the panel, but... From what you heard from the panel, we all kind of got in differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got a phone call. And I'm happy to this day that I actually answered the phone. Okay, <laughs> and and and, and, and that caller ID, you'd be like, I'm not answering. Yeah, that. <laughs> but that's just that's just again, that's being prepared yeah. and being at the right place at the right time. So one 
I was at um, when I when I was at ILM. They they put us in the screening room and they said, okay, George is going to come through the company now and he's going to look at everything you've done for Jedi up to that point. And uh, he's got a lot of people. He's real busy. They, uh, they talked to, uh, and it was, I think it was Tom Smith, but they talked to us kind of like we were children. You know, he's going to come in, have him, have, uh, have him address you, get in, get out, you know, don't be overly wordy and, and uh, show him what you've done. He's going to ask you and then on to the next department. So I'm 25 years old. This is my opportunity to meet George Lucas, right? Oh. So in walks my boss, Tom Smith, who was running George's Industrial Light and Magic. In, in walks, you know, the uh, company photographer, uh, Terry Co uh, Costner, uh, Korsner. In walks Joe Johnson, okay, because they're all reviewing everybody's work. And I, had, I was working on the map painting of, of the um, elevator shaft that... Uh, Darth is going to throw the Emperor down. Oh, right, right, right. You know that, you know that final scene? Awesome yeah. Well, scene. That's, my, that's my matte painting, okay? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, little, a little scared because I, I'm thinking I've painted it a little too blue. And we, <laughs> it was somewhat desaturated, you know, in, in the film. In the so I see George. He walks in. And I just I figure I'm just going to go for it. I walk up to him, and I give him a big bear hug. He goes, George, so glad to meet you. I'm so happy to work for you. And he, like, stiffens up, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just kind of looks at me, and I'm, I'm looking at Tom Smith, and he's looking at me like, I can't believe you're you hugging. Dude, idiot. you're, you're <laughs> well, hugging. I see it in the movie. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that was my that's the start of my relationship with George. And I, I would end up, I lived in Marin County where, Sitting at a table with him like this and talking, and and, I, and and frankly, he's a lot more conversational now. Oh yeah, when I for see sure. him. In fact, we as a company would learn more about George through interviews on on uh, like uh, the Rolling Stone. <laughs> in fact, in Rolling Stone magazine, he he did an article where he actually says, you know, I'm actually. I'm paraphrasing here. Actually, kind of shy around my employees. I don't really know how to interact with them. Which is which was true. I could you could just tell he just maybe he, he just wasn't comfortable being the well, boss or something. Well, you know, you know like his or, career accelerated. Think about it. Here's a guy who's fairly shy, but he's got a lot of ideas, and he's his career and his title has accelerated from uh, American Graffiti, which was kind of a hit, was but with big, Star yeah. Wars, and then after the success of Star Wars, went zoom. You know, where yeah. he's now big boss man. And so that's that's a huge responsibility, and I don't know. Big time. If, a I lot of know, companies. I yeah. don't know if I would do any better, having you know, it's just like you guys being one day you're here in West Sacramento, next mo moment you're in New York, you're the biggest thing, and you're you know you've got a, sp a spot on MSNBC. It's like. Your income has shot up like that. Now you've got your own green room, yeah. people tapping you. And then we're, uh, and, and now you've got your own publicity. It, it, we're both it's, divorced. Well, we're both, uh, our, our uh, salary right now for this podcast is zero, so anything yeah. above zero is, 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 <laughs> but is you doubling know, it. But you, but you know what I mean. It, yeah, no, totally. It, it, it can happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, last night we didn't think we'd be doing a panel. Yeah, and then, yeah, you know, all of a sudden. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's all about being prepared. It's yeah, all about, things you know. happen so quickly. I mean, how, how would I know I'd do the opening to E.T. Or, or work on Wrath of Khan? Work on Wrath of Khan, you know? Oh, and, wait, and, I was going to ask you, what, what uh, because I've seen that movie a million times, but yeah. what, Matt Payne, did you do Vulcan? Or I, did, did you do, I, did, I did the Eden Cave. 
the Eden Cave. Yeah, you know where he goes. Oh, look at the Eden Cave. Yeah. I also did. Uh, you know, again, I was new at the company, so I I did things like that. I did all all the uh, nebulas. I painted nebulas, and and you know, frankly, the truth be told, you know, I I I was doing people in portraits. So all this yeah. was I was learning on the fly. Landscape or landscaping. Every, yeah. That's, yeah. That's incredible. And that's why it was such a marvelous opportunity for me because I just took full advantage of, of just learning from so, some of the other artists there. So you never said, like I said, hey, we need this thing. You never say, like, I don't know how to do that. You're just like, I'll, I'll get on it. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah. What do you, I mean. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, it, 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 you have Go to have home, a little bit of chutzpah. I <laughs> no, mean, yeah. come on. I'm, you're around. A lot of people know what they're doing. And you just, you you, you you got to go with it, you know. You got to give it. You got to give it your best. I got to give it the Frank or Das best. Because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like your podcast here. What if somebody gets it and, and likes it and sends it to some, uh, somebody else? You don't know. You don't know, right? You know, and to somebody who's who's influential who can do something for your career. So it's like, and then everybody is at that time is gunning for my spot. Right. And how do I know that? Because you, you, you could see the letters coming in. I would like to work in the math department, blah, blah, blah. And people, <laughs> how can I get floor. a job? How can I get a job there? I have to sweep a floor. But you know what? They don't want to sweep a floor. Right. They know they want your job. <laughs> you know, it, it, that's the environment you're in. You you got to bump somebody off. Now there's actually more opportunity because uh, to do a shot, you've got people uh, who are we're going to paint the clouds. You're going to paint the trees. Who's going to paint the buildings? Yeah. You know, things are a little bit more specialized now. Back then, you know, I would do the entire match shot, you know, with some additions of live action, of course. But right. it, it was it was a totally different world. We had so yeah. much freedom. We had so much opportunity. I mean, I helped, help, you know, helped in the model department. You I, blew something up too. I blew things up. I helped him blow heard, things up. Yeah. On, the, I, on that other podcast, I heard yeah. that you, you got to blow up uh, uh, Jabba's Barge. Ja, Jabba's Barge. No It was great. And, and, they, and when things like that were happening. That would never happen today. They would tell us, hey, we're going to do this. Okay, we need you guys to. to and, I, and I forgot we had to hold some levers for some things. I worked. Uh, I worked on that the huge model for uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. You know, you know the, um, the mine shaft scene, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that shaft. Well, I worked on that model, you know, for two weeks, just gluing, oh gluing all the trusses together. But could you imagine it was, happening that nowadays where, like, you're, you're hired to do the visual happen. effects, and they're like, hey, yeah. by the way, Bob, we need you to go blow up something. Yeah. Go downstairs and go oh. blow up the stuff we need you to blow and up. And then we need you at catering. Yeah. We need yeah. some food. And talk about, talk about politically incorrect. They needed some people who looked somewhat uh, Indian or <laughs> Arab-like. Oh, no. So I was an, yeah, I was an extra with the loincloth. And a, and a turban in Indiana Jones. In the Temple where's of the, Doom? Where's the, PR, temple, where's the PR shot for I got, that? I got paid a dollar. <laughs> what? Where's the PR shot for that? I, I, I've got, I got a couple shots of that. No. I mean, I'm not going to show anybody myself in a loincloth. Though. <laughs> but, but it was that type of, no it was that type of company. And then walking, you know, I remember you run into all these celebrities. So people ask me, you know, do you miss it? No, you, you see a lot of them. It just be, they're normal people. Some yeah. with huge egos, some with not huge egos. Um, you, you, you tend to see who are the pretenders. You know, uh, it. I, I got enough of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. So, you, so the itch is not there to go back. No, in fact, well, I'm telling you. Call, I'm a, you get a call. Well, well I'm telling you, I got another call uh, uh, from Paul Houston, who's still there. He goes, Frank. Uh, you know, this was this was back when digital was just starting. Mm. Uh, 
but you'll, or are you interested in coming back and doing digital? And I really wasn't, but I was curious to see what the place was like, you know. So I went there. And I, they could tell I was half-hearted. I was more curious. And they showed me some of the stuff. And, you know, I was like, you know, this is not fun. And then some of the guys stopped me along the way. Hey, Frank, what are you doing here? Good to see you. He says, well, you know, Paul's, Paul's wondering if I'd be interested in coming back, you know. And they go, you don't want to do this, Frank. Oh, wow. They told you they're just like. Yeah. These are, these are, these are guys that I yeah. was there in years before. He said, no, Frank is so different. Yeah. Don't stay away. You know, <laughs> stay far away. But, see, when you've tasted freedom, right? Yeah. you know, it, it would be hard to come back to that environment. Whereas if I had, had not had that freedom, I would think that would be the dream job. You, right, you, you, yeah, you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, but my personality type is I've always, I, I always wanted to paint. And, and, and working for George as a matte painter and working on the models, man, that was like, I still pinch myself. Yeah, they can't a, take that away from you. Yeah. That's, that's an incredible yeah, experience. And, and, uh, okay, I worked, I worked on three Star Treks, you know, The Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, and the one after that. The Voyage Home. Voyage Home. So I Wait, on, what, did, what did you do on Voyage Home? Because that's like one of my favorite yeah. OG Star, Star Trek. Uh, Holy crap, that's loud. That is loud. This is production value right here that we're telling yeah. Cody. So they're the doing one with, with uh, the make whale, a wish. right? Where they have to find the whale. Yes, yes, yes. Which, which shot did you do, Captain? For that? There'll be whales here. Right. I, I had to, I had to paint an Earth, probably the size of up to that green little little deal there. Yeah. So they did a pan shot of that. Uh, I I had to work on a, on on a scene where. Uh, uh, the starship disappeared, so I had to paint what was behind it. And I, and I and, uh, was there was there a, a a Cleon ship in that movie? Yeah, yes, yeah, there was. Yeah, I worked on a Cleon ship. I did nice. a matte painting for that, you know. And uh, working with Nimoy, that was fun, you know. And see, I worked on Goonies, which I thought was uh, terrible, but now everybody thinks that's just the biggest you thing. You thought Goonies was terrible? When yeah. You were on it? Gen- but that's generational gap, too. I mean, my, oh, yeah. my parents saw that movie with me, and they're like, I hate this. It's just kids yelling at each other. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a big, I love it. I know. I've had people come up to me and go, you worked on Goonies. I love that movie. I blah, 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 blah. Uh, worked on Goonies. Uh, what, uh, what did you do? In, I have to know what you did in Goonies. It's got to be the cave with the ship, right? Uh, yeah, I did a, uh, the, the cave ship scene, uh, you know. Worked on that. It's iconic, man. And you know, and you know that. Did scene? you work on the squid? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I was in a deleted scene. The squid. Yeah, the squid. No, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. That was a creature. That was. A model. I worked. I worked on uh, Back to the Future. Or, uh, <sighs> I worked on that movie. I worked on uh, Dark Crystal, uh, Enemy Mine. Oh my god! You're uh, like so, naming every single movie I grew up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, what else? So uh, they're, remember they're, Explorers. Yes. Oh, I love Explorers. Worked, uh, worked that was on, River Phoenix, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Explorers. You know, um, they're bringing Dark Crystal back. It was just announced. That's that. Nice. I think it's Netflix is doing Netflix a brand new series. Back. Really? Yep. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There you, there you yeah. got something to binge watch. It used to yeah, work Yeah, never-ending story. <laughs> oh, worked on, worked you know, my on, dog right now looks like Falcor. Yeah, never-ending story. It's like, you're, it's like you're looking into my mind and reading uh, all the VHS tapes I used to watch. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> and, and, and see... Let me paint this picture. Just imagine working for a company where everything that you touch turns turns to gold. 
to, I love this podcast. Yeah, bring the kids in. <laughs> bring them all in. That's cool. Yeah, my, my son's there. Uh, <laughs> Here's some candy going. Yeah, think about it. Uh, they, they were, every movie they'd worked on, Star Wars, Oscar, effects, you know, Empire Strikes Back, Oscar. We worked on E.T., Oscar, uh, Wrath of the Con, we got an Oscar, you know, uh, Star Wars, Oscar, Indiana Jones, Oscar. After a while, you feel... You get your heads, like, really you know, big. No, <laughs> well, I don't I don't, the, the company, I think, lost focus that there were people catching up. So by the time Howard the Duck hit us... There were uh, uh, the, the whole mat department essentially created, you know, uh, created their own company to compete against Lucasfilm. Yeah. What was that company called? It was called uh, uh, Matt World. Because uh, Matt World, the whole essentially, you know, Pingrazio uh, uh, t- uh, eventually took Evans, uh, t- uh, took uh, Chris Barron. They started their own company with a lot of, and I, I did some work for them. They still uh, still around? I mean, oh no, they went out they, because I they, just then hear they were called Matt World Digital. Yeah, because all I hear now is ILM and Weta. I mean, Weta is the the big the big competing one. The yeah. big yeah competing but, one with but ILM. But eventually, uh, Matt World they were competing uh, uh, against them with matte paintings, and they could un, they could literally bid on a matte painting and bid and undercut them by half. Oh yeah, and and it, it would look the same. Why? Because you had essentially the same people, uh, the same people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so it, everything kind of changed after, literally after Howard the Duck, you know, and that kind of followed. It, it changed after uh, George uh, and and Marsha got divorced. The company really changed because George really needed somebody as a sounding right there, board. Yeah. And yeah. she was a great, and you know, Marsha had some major street Pretty cred. Smart, yeah. She she edited Taxi Driver, you know, that De Niro movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she and, and she edited other other she movies. She edited Star Wars too. Yeah, she edited Star Wars too. You know, and that's, and God, that's, that's incredible. That's my inner thinking, and I have no facts to back this up whatsoever. And, and we actually we it's our same opinion too. Is that is that when he went back and did the prequels, he didn't have somebody to say no. That's exactly right. There we go. Bingo. We got the guy who worked on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how good this podcast yeah. is. <laughs> Anybody who's old school who want to tell you the truth is, will tell you that. He needed somebody to say, George, that's that's, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Mid of fucking chlorine? What? Yeah. No. You know? Uh, <laughs> what? You're, you're, you're going to do that? You know? Uh, they're going to laugh at... Uh, Jar Jar. Jar Jar. You know what I'm saying? And a good example. Do you remember that scene where you've got uh, Yoda and he's doing somersaults? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Attack of the Clones. Uh, yeah. People started laughing. At least yeah. in my theater because it looked kind of funny, this little little thing, yeah. you know, uh, sword fighting. It, uh, somebody had to tell George, it's kind of, I don't know, that it, it, it doesn't look, look right. All, although the last scene, you know, um, that fight with, uh, with Darth. You know, the future Darth, you know, we're in, we're in that vault. Uh, the lava? The lava. That was amazing. Yeah. That I was directed that was... by Spielberg, I think. Or what Something was like uh, suggest? Yeah, yeah, he gave suggestions. There were some right? suggestions. Yeah, that was, awesome. that was an awesome scene. Yeah. You know, so th- there were peaks and valleys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, that's always been, that's always been our uh, theory that, because usually when you're pushed to the edge, Especially like artists and, uh-huh. and, and creative people, 
Don't they know there's a great podcast going on right now? How can they do, how can they do that to you? You know, I don't think go how much down there. That, I don't think a lot of that's gonna. Yeah, it was it was over, it wasn't in our contract. It wasn't was okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's always been our theory that when he went back and did the prequels, that like he just like I was saying, like if you're a creative person, I know I know this of me. When you're pushed to the brink of of being up against the wall, you could do two things: you can either cave. Or you can rise to the occasion and, and do, and that's that's what like Star Wars and an Empire was like, where he had people, really creative people, pushing up against his ideas and saying like, no, that's not going to work. You know, that's why you have a room like I know when I bounce B- up uh, ideas off of BJ, it's yeah. like we go back and forth, and then I know we hit it right when we both have that like light bulb go off. Right. But I know if I was doing the podcast by myself. I would have had a lot of bad episodes coming out. <laughs> I feel like that's what George had for the old trilogy. And in the prequels, it was all him. Yeah. It was all like, okay, maybe we shouldn't talk about trade federations or, 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 or trade embargoes because that's kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. You know, or not, have, yeah. or not do space. a 15-minute progress. Yes, it, it looks great, but it doesn't really do move anything the, for story the story along too well. You right. know? And I feel like... I feel like he needed somebody to say, I want to do this, and somebody who was not on the same equal level as him saying, like, no, let's, let's rethink this. Right. You know, let's rethink right. this well, idea. I, I, you, I don't know if you've heard with some of the other guests during, during the panel, there's a lot of people who are afraid of George. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, and, and a lot of that during that time is because he himself was uncomfortable with people. Now, after we did DET, they rented... I'm going to try to talk over this person. They, they rented a yacht. And there were like about 40 of us on this yacht with Spielberg, you know. Right. And they, they had a barbecue. And there was George off in a corner, uh, kind of by himself. And there was Spielberg, because it was this Spielberg movie. And I'm talking to Spielberg because he's comfortable. Very, right? yeah. He's very personable. He's personable. He's a very personal person. So I'm there talking to him, and other people are talking to him. And there's George right you know, probably about 10 feet away, holding up the wall. And so when there's a there's people who really wanted want at that time to connect with them, but George just kind of projected this discomfort, just didn't know how to speak to people. And and, and, you, and you could kind of see that in Spielberg's movies. His, his movies are more conversational because they really do reflect his personality. I mean, a lot, a lot of uh, George's dialogue is kind of cornball, yeah. but that's who he is. He's, he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, He's I mean, he created the ultimate nerd culture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the ultimate nerd culture, other yeah. than like Star Trek, but, yeah. um, you know, I think Star Wars is a little bit more pop culture than more mainstream, I should right. say, than right. Star Trek. Well, you can, you know, I mean, it's a stereotype, but you can be on the football team and love Star Wars and you wouldn't right. get made fun of. Right. You can't do the same thing sometimes with like back in the day in Star Trek. You know, it wouldn't right. be looked at the same way. Yeah. Um, do you think that his his uncomfortableness hurt the prequels where he where he was surrounding people more with would say yes? See, I don't know. I don't know that. I just I just hear what I get from some of the older employees, but I just you know to be truthful, I can just relate what it was like. When I was there, right, right, you know, and uh, I mean, he was great in the screening room. He'd tell you exactly what he felt, you know. That's great. You got the pointer there. And stuff. was he a, was he a good boss? Like versus yeah, I, versus like Spielberg? Like 
Like, I mean, those are the two meccas in our Okay, in our I, I, got, I got another story for you. When, when Spielberg... Uh, yeah. Spielberg was uh, very much a people person. Yeah. When we were working on Indiana Jones, at that time, there was this guy, Body by Jake. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was there. Evidently, he was Spielberg's train, uh, train, uh, trainer. Trainer? Wow. So Spielberg had brought in these games back... In about, uh, when was Indiana Jones? About 85? The first one? The Indiana fir- Jones and Temple of Doom. Oh, Temple of Doom? Oh, it was like 80. When was, hey, when was Temple of Doom? 87, 88, 86? Temple of, Temple of Doom is 83. 83? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 80 was, uh, because what they did was they would have Star Wars and then Indiana Jones and then Star Wars again. Yeah. Is what they would well, do. Well, if you're... I can keep going. Well, if you remember that era, remember you could go into these uh, uh, these venues that had all of these games that you yeah. could play those video type games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember? Yeah, yeah. And one of them was kind of like Drag Racer. Another one was some other game. Anyway, Spielberg brought two of those games to ILM. So I saw that one. There was this one game that I liked, and so I was playing it, and I'm playing. Steven Spielberg's right next to me, and we're both playing the game. And I'm looking at the scores, looking at my, so we're playing. And finally, producer comes over and goes, "Steve, we're shooting a scene." He goes, I, I like, I, 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 hey, "Yo, <laughs> literally." He goes, "I can't. I'm at 130,000. I can't quit." We're both in there for another 20 minutes playing the game. You know, <laughs> you could Just, do that if you're Spielberg. I know. Any other guy, they'd be like, "You're fired." Yeah, <laughs> get somebody else in here. But that. But see, that's who he was, you know. He's he was, I, I heard kid. that about him. He was just you like know? a really goofy, like a kid, big kid. Yeah, you know, that's a great story, you know. Again, I'm sure the production person didn't, they didn't appreciate it. Didn't appreciate it because <laughs> you're, you're holding it up, but he's paying for it. The movie came out great. Everybody loved it, you know. So um, it was that type of company. Yeah, you got to be a really comfortable uh, filmmaker, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, so. Um, you have your own gallery in yes. Auburn. How did that come about? I mean, has that been a lifelong dream of yours to have something yeah, yeah. where people can come and take a look yeah, and yeah. talk to you? And right, I always see. I always fancied myself as a painter. I mean, I love Star Wars, so you know, I never saw myself going into digital because that just that's not me. You right. know, and I'm a big proponent. You're at your best when you're the happiest and when you really love something. So I was there at. ILM at the right time when I could paint. You know what I'm saying? Where I can help build something. So that's what I was there for. So I literally saw the writing on the wall that they were going to go digital. And so I made my career as an illustrator. You know, I did a project for the White House. You know, I, I heard about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. I saw, the, I saw the, the picture Bush on your was in office, though, right? Bush yeah. Uh, Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. And I got invited to, you know, his, his library opening. That's awesome. King for a day at the White House. So I, I've how done did you How did you get that gig? Well, I illustrated a book, and my wife saw that Laura Bush used, used to like, uh, would like to read books to school children. So my wife sent a book to the White House, and I went, that would never. That's <laughs> what are you wasting your time? Right. Well, I get a, I get a call from the White House. Literally, there's another call, a second grade call. <laughs> but I wasn't home. My wife picked up, picked up the phone, and she goes, "Guess what?" I go, "What?" You got a call from the White House, and, and again, you're like, "Get the yeah." Out of here. <laughs> I thought I was being a prank by my friend, 
And so sure enough, they said, we love this book. We think you'd be perfect uh, to be the artist for the Easter egg roll. I'd never heard of it, you know? No, so, that's the first time I'm hearing of it. Yeah, it's a big deal if you're in the East Coast. It's a huge deal. And so, and then my other thing was I wanted to be, uh, have my own gallery. Yeah. So I've, I've kind of gone, I've kind of done what I've loved to do because that's how you're going to have, that's how you can stay passionate and that's how you can really stay motivated. You Absolutely. know, there's nothing worse than getting up in the morning going, oh, I got to do this, you know. <laughs> I mean, I love what I, I do. Say, whoever put together your website did a good job because I was I was like floating around in there, you know. And the um, I think your website you're able to like walk around your gallery. I think yeah, it was really really trippy. Yeah, well, I, I have to do a shout out to Fine Art Studio Online Fazo. Uh-huh. So they picked me as being one of their supported artists. You oh, know, cool. so they redid my whole website for free. And uh, did a did a big nice because the value on that's really I know. sweet. Because they they contact me one day and they go, okay, we'd like you to be a feature, you know, one of our supported artists. We'll redo your website. We we'd like to interview you. We're going to send out a, a, a professional photographer uh, to, to photograph you and blah 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 blah. And then I go, okay, how much is this going to cost me? And they go, no, no, for, uh, for free. You know, you just have to, you know, judge one of our shows and, so and, cool. and say some nice things about. Because the website is slick. It doesn't, it doesn't look cheap. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it looks That's pretty like good. A lot of value to it. Yep. So uh, we're, we're getting close to our hour, so we don't okay. want to keep you over. Um, you can stay over if you want, but we, don't, no, we try I'll, to be respectful of the time. You know. um, is there anything you'd like to plug uh, right now that you're. I know you're doing the 40th thing, but that's not an open yeah. invitation, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 40th anniversary. Uh, but uh, Well, I always like plugging my gallery. If you happen to be in absolutely. Auburn. Absolutely. There you go. If you're in, in Auburn, come, you know, 843 Lincoln Way. You can see some of my Star Wars, par- uh, you know, memorabilia. I almost said paraphernalia. That, no, that's going back <laughs> to my 20s. I meant memorabilia. My <laughs> and... Uh, uh, you can see uh, um, my career now is as a fine artist. I do a lot of portraits and fine arts. I just I was just 12 days over in Zion and Grand Canyon painting. Oh, my god! I mean, this is the lifestyle that That's I love. Amazing. Yeah, I go out and I paint, and people pay me for it. You know, they pay me for my paintings. <laughs> it's, it's great, you know. We're still it, trying to figure out how to get paid for this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you will. But see, that's George Collects. Actual artwork, you know, yeah. from from I've heard, uh, I've heard uh, Rockwell. Well, he's trying to open a museum, correct? Right. In and it's LA, his, and it's his collection, you yeah. know. And so he's a lover of that sort of work, and I, I I grew up on that. And so when you grow up with something that you really love, and it connects with you, it it it's almost like you're uh it, you're it's so much captured your spirit your your soul and your imagination that that's what you want to do that's, see i've never let go of that that's for us in star wars i mean that's that's been a huge passion of ours but also that's just the catalyst of of us and our conversations that we have on a day-to-day basis that we decided finally one day why aren't we recording this for other people to listen to i mean yeah. we enjoy it maybe other people enjoy hearing us talk about Stupid shit that we like. Well, have you guys been to any of the Star Wars celebrations? Oh yeah, we went to two. That's how actually how we met is online at Star Wars Celebration. Which one? Celebration Uh, three. Three. The one in uh, in it was Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going. How far back is that? Uh, Uh, Right before five. It was the summer before Revenge of the Sith. I think. Like like two weeks before. Okay. 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 Because my first one was. 
uh, what kicking and screaming went to the one down in Anaheim a couple years ago. Oh, a celebration seven. We were there. We were there too. We yeah, were there too. We might have seen you. We might have seen, I, I we was, saw everything. I was just blown away by how huge. Oh, how big this thing was! I think this yeah. year I had, was even bigger. I had no clue, you know. And this kid walks up to me to sign a book, and I'm like, because really, other than hardcore Star Wars fans, you know, I, there were there were lines for Carrie Fisher that were like almost out the door. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I see some of my buddies who worked on the movie who are signing. There's like maybe two or three people in line for them. <laughs> These are people who worked on the models. You know, on the, on the creatures. Listen, you know? anything has to do with with Star Wars. They're rock stars in our book. I mean, we we would we would have been happy to talk to a grip, you know, on the movie or or anybody involved because there's always some sort of story, something that kind of connects us. You know, uh, brings me back to my childhood. I've said that yeah. a thousand times. So, you know, those conventions are great because you get to talk to like-minded people. You know, because where I live. It's a small town up north, and I might have one friend that I can talk to about that stuff. Other than yeah. that, it's like yeah. you go to those conventions; yeah. like everybody is but talking I, about and it. And you know what? It's all. I'm sorry. Your name is uh, uh, BJ. BJ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, BJ. It's global. Yeah. You could go. You could go anywhere, BJ. And, and if you have like a Star Wars T-shirt on, you can make friends. Oh yeah. It's like I get that all the time. I have like a re- rebellion hat, and yeah. people all the time pull me aside and go, "Oh, dude, like you like Star Wars?" Like, yeah. yeah, I almost brought my Howard the Duck jacket, you know, because after every, <laughs> you know, been great, you know, I would have been awesome. Because after every movie, you know, we would get. Eventually, I got so jaded, I give, I regret now. I gave my stuff away, oh. but after Jedi, we got you know, sweatshirts and T-shirts, awesome. and you get you get to hats. After Indiana Jones, we all got Levi jackets. Uh. We just kept. We just got a lot of merch, you know. That's awesome. And so uh, you, you, you carry that stuff around. Are they going to? Uh, do you know at the ILM party? Are they going to do like a, like like a shirt, like a commemorative something I, hat or shirt? I think for if that? somebody smart, they will. Yeah. But I think what's probably going to come out is they're they're probably going to. I'm sure somebody's going to take a photograph. Of all of us there on the soundstage. I just, that's you so know, cool. I, I hope I get to see that I, online I never, somewhere. I mean, I never met John Dykstra because he was there on the first one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, by Jedi, a, he was gone. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, meeting uh, Ellen Shaw in passing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I hope he attends. So there's a lot. I mean, that's Chris so cool. Evans, who I worked with, I haven't seen him in years. So I'll be reunited with him. Uh there's a lot of these old friends of mine that I want to see. That's awesome. It's and like a like a family reunion or like it, a like a high school reunion. Yeah, it is. But it, in, in this case, it's not having you know pass through the torment of some <laughs> some you know a goofy teacher. We right. actually produce something. All right. So we, we're gonna have to wrap this up. It okay. looks like we got uh, we got they Andrew got here next. Vader. We got Vader next. Uh, um, you want him to force so choke us? So. Every every interview we always do, we give the same three questions. It's called okay. the big finish. The big finish. The big okay. finish. So, all-time favorite character can be from any genre. All-time favorite character. It could be from comic books, TVs, hey, movies. Christopher Walken, the J-Man. Hey. <laughs> that's not really a character. That's, a, that's the guy. That's a guy. <laughs> for, which, for which movie? Envy. Envy. Oh, okay. and, or actually, or the dude. The, the dude. The dude. The dude. <laughs> you know. I like the dude. That's a character, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it Je- uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> what would you get the dude a gift? What for was his birthday? birthday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you give him, uh, I have to definitely give him, uh, you know, what do you make himself, black Russian? A white, well, a white <laughs> Russian. White Russian? Yeah, yep. Okay, yep. get him that little glass, oh. you know, and maybe uh, f- fill up his, his ice chest with all that, uh, with, with the, what you call it, the ingredients. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> awesome. Uh, so right now, we talked a little bit about binge watching and whatnot. What are you watching right now? What's your go-to show right now that you're watching on TV? Oh, big that you've DVR'd? Better, or? Uh, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Yes. Awesome. So, um, if Saul had a choice, yeah, to choose a, a choice of transportation, would he choose uh, Kit, the car? Remember Kit from Night Rider? Airwolf, you know, the helicopter, or Street Hawk, the motorcycle. Which one would he choose? Oh, Street Hog, the motorcycle. Saul would be a Saul would be a motorcycle guy. Yeah. Do you remember that show, Street Hog? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was only like two seasons. It was on for like a minute. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, the last question Why not? is uh, all time uh, top three all time favorite movies. Uh, st- well, uh, Jedi. Nice. <laughs> you got it. Okay, you got it. Uh, uh, Godfather. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, third! Oh my gosh! What about Bob? There you go! Oh, oh my gosh! We sued, and, and 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 a big fourth it would be uh, Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> Nacho! Nacho! That's so different from the first two. My favorite. Well, so, my favorite. I've changed, you know. My favorite part in What About Bob is yeah. when Richard Dreyfuss is so mad. He yells, and it's so incoherent. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Like yeah. this. Like, <laughs> so it's just death, death. I still say that to this day. Well, you know, the line that I copy all the time, when, when I go, what's your name? And, 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 and I'll miss it. And I go, close. You know? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, um, guys. So uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. We, uh, we, have, we like to give gifts for our people that come up for the interview. So. Yeah. We know you're. We know you're artists. We are not artists, hence why we have stick figures as yeah, our logo. I like it. So um, we decided to give you an official chew on this matte painting. I like this uh, paint by numbers. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. It's one of a kind. It's it's. it's so we need you to describe what you're looking at into into the because it, it's a it's as realistic as these two guys can make of <laughs> one guy uh, without. That's you, actually. Is that me? Yeah, with a hat on. Because I on your site, you, you're, you're wearing a baseball cap with your glasses and yeah. your painting. Well, what happened to my, my left arm? Well, it's a stick figure. So, oh, okay. so you're as a you can weak. see, you have the E.T. finger there. Yeah. Well, I'll only accept it if you guys sign this. You guys have a pen? Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll yeah, sign yeah. it. We'll, we'll definitely got, sign it. we got to do it now because you know you guys are going to be busy. Let's take, a, let's take a picture of it real quick with you holding it. We'll, we'll take a picture real quick. Wait. There we go. <laughs> so, Frankie, th- thanks so much for coming coming on. Okay. That's going to go in my memorabilia. No, thank you very much, Frank. You're welcome. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, you taking your time out of your busy schedule. 
Anything else you want to add there? No, thanks again, and, and I can't wait to see the picture in your in your in your memorabilia of that. Of that. <laughs> thanks again, Frank. Hanging up, hang, hanging up in Thick. your gallery. I'm just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for the-